our Sadiqeen is not very dissimilar to this. Uh, but I'm going to change the description a little bit today. So taking advantage of some of the things that Hazrat Anwata mentioned. So the zikr part I'm going to do at the end. So number one is if we go back, uh, the very first thing was to have the proper aqaid and understanding particularly of of the sawwuf and the proper aqidah and understanding of the sawwuf and saluk. So for aqidah, there is, uh, there are two good books for that. Allahu alam, if ever we get a chance to do a dars of that. One is the first section of Zubdudul Fiqh by Hazrat Sayyid Zawar Sayyid Shah which is Kitab al-Iman of Zubdudul Fiqh. And the second is a book on Iman. I can't remember if it's called Kitab al-Iman or what exactly it's called. By Hazrat Mulana Muhammad Idris Kandil bin Amtani. That is a bit more detail than what is in Zumdatul Fiqh. And then Umdatul Fiqh has even more detail in its Kitab al-Iman. So these are three Mustanad books where a person can learn more about Aqaid and Iman. And there's also a good book by Hazrat Mulana Muhammad Yusuf uh, and that I know has also been translated into the English language. Right? I don't really feel any of you should necessarily read any of these right now immediately, but since nisabs are being made and discussions are being held, so I thought I would point out to you that if there is somebody, maybe due to their background or maybe due to any issues they're having, uh, they feel they need to know, otherwise generally, blanketly, most of you would know most of the core Imaniyat. But if anybody feels they for some reason need to go deeper in the field of Iman, uh, they would do so through this, uh, the works we recommended. Second was the proper understanding of the souls and Saluk. So for that I think the first Hidayah of Hazrat Tan Ramtai was sufficient. And this is something, a topic we will from time to time keep doing, whether it's to the works of Hazrat Tanvi Ramtaday or Imam Ghazai Ramtaday or Imam Rabani Ramtaday. But this is something, the point is that a person should constantly make sure that they have the proper understanding and proper niyyah. So the khulasa of all of that basically was our niyyah has to be for our own Islam and Tazkiyah and for the Raza of Allah Not for any identity, not for any ecstasy, not for any rapture, not for any state, not for any condition, not just to become quote-unquote Sufi, but rather the purpose is to become muttaqi and saleh. And from time to time a person may have to renew and refresh this understanding. Then, once these understandings are there in terms of a guide and Nazriyat, the second was Hazrat Amirate's guidance on Tawbah. So for that a person has to leave all sin entirely. And this is a major effort, a constant effort, an ongoing effort, right? And if you leave one sin that is haram, then you will get, the, the amount of qurb you will get to Allah's sponsor for leaving a sin is much, much more than you can get through maraqabar, maraqabar maut, or dawaz, the tasbih, or any of those things. So the real progress will be through leaving sin. So this has to be done more systematically. 
Now all of you have heard many bayans by now on leaving sin, making tawbah, mercy of Allah, forgiveness of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the knowledge part that he talks about is there. You know about this. So the point is now a person has to do it. So really a big, big dastur al-amal is tarki guna, tarki ma'asi. Alright? And one thing I will add, which was not explicitly mentioned here, is to leave ghaflat. Because a lot of the reasons a salik, salik being that person who is trying to get taqwa and truly wants taqwa, one major reason why they keep falling into sin and lapsing into sin is their ghaflat. That's why the people of the Sawuf normally used to be more quiet. They used to interact with people less. Like you heard as a Tanah, they say to that person who was non-alim, ammi, but was free from the world, free from, free from significant worldly duties and responsibilities, they said, don't interact with people unless you need to. Right? Because that leads to ghaflat. And now there are so many ways of cyber ghaflat. So WhatsApp, Facebook, internet, surfing, email. Right? Now a person opens up their email to check their email. There's no new email. I mean, you would think they would just close the phone and go do something productive. But now they've entered the world. They've entered the cyber world. So they have to do something else now because there didn't happen to be any new email. So maybe they have to check is there some new news. There's no new news, let's say. Right? So then they, they keep going because actually they entered the internet because they wanted some recreational activity. Not because they were expecting some important email related to work or study. Alright? This habit has to be broken. This is a very important thing in Saluk. I personally feel I'm not going to enforce this, but I may enforce it later. I'm not going to enforce it tonight. I reserve the right to inf- try to enforce it, and you reserve the right to resist all my enforcing mechanisms. Hmm? Uh-huh. And that is that I think you people should pull out of all these random different WhatsApp groups, even the ones you have amongst and between each other. Peer buys domestic, peer buys international, peer buys Punjab, peer buys Lahore, peer buys defense. I don't know how it means the other peer buy Ban Gay. memberships I think you should leave it. Right? No doubt there may be sometimes benefit to that. You share a clip, you coordinate on some Dawah Fitnah task, you mention beyond the starting or beyond the being broadcast, but I feel you need to pull out. You need to pull out for some time. Sometimes, basically, that's why I've also pulled out. I want to share with you part of the reason that I'm in Lahore for the whole month of Ramadan, that all of you are supposed to also participate in this withdrawal and rebuilding effort. That if you people, if I don't see you withdrawing from your random activities, so then that means you're not on the same wavelength as me, right? So you need to withdraw from, some of us are over-involved in certain things. So one example, and there may be other WhatsApp groups, Allah, I don't know what, I mean, I really don't know, but any one of you for that matter, uh, but there may be a whole bunch of other WhatsApp groups, even Islamic or not Islamic, you need to withdraw from those things. You need to withdraw from the news, you need to withdraw from sports, you need to, I don't know what else it could be, there needs to be some withdrawal some disengagement in the world. Because that person who is weak spiritually and is also fully engaged in the world and occasionally in the name of, I know, relaxation, recreation, not for sin, for relaxation, recreation, falls into ghafla, it's very easy for that person to go back to sin. So we're still stuck on this, right? And if that's the case, 
I don't think Marakaba or Marakaba mold are going to help you if you're still involved in ghafla. The ability of a ghafla to pull a person, entice a person back into sin does not end by making the zikr of Allah Ta'ala. The purpose of increasing the zikr of Allah Ta'ala is to end the ghafla. But if you're istikamat on the ghafla and you have zid on the ghafla activity, then you're already negating the whole purpose of doing zikr of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala in the first place. Ghafla means to be unaware of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. Zikr means to remember and be aware of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala. So these are opposite forces. And what happens when they come inside a person? It can cause stress. It can cause tension. It causes a nifaq. It causes a weird situation. And the more sincere that salat is, the more frustrated they get at their own situation. And when they get frustrated, they get disheartened, they get disillusioned, they can even give up. Right? They won't give up the ghafla by give up, I mean, they will start giving up the zikr. So, if you give up the ghafla, less zikr will take you a longer way. If you give up the ghafla, less zikr second. First benefit was giving up the ghafla protects you from sin and lapsing into sin, returning into sin, flirting with sin. For example, you may have made firm intention never to do Bad Nazri again. But you keep deciding to read the news. Sooner or later in the news there will be some, not multiplying, but some female newscaster or story of some female, what is it, Bollywood on the, on the, on the screen. Something will happen. Sooner or later you will get pricked again. Right? If you really make Tawbah, you don't even want to get pricked again. Alright? So that was the first benefit. Second, first benefit of leaving ghafla, it will help us reduce the likelihood of lapsing back into sin. Second bit of leaving ghafla is that a little zikr will go a long way. Especially for that person who says, oh, I'm busy, I work, I study, I have family, I have these responsibilities, I'm not in that one that's free. So I can only do a little zikr. Okay, now you have to make certain changes in your lifestyle so that little zikr goes a long way. You have to take away the ghafla. And when you take, third benefit is when you take away the ghaflat, that dil jami part which is coming later, that is also easier obtained through the zikr. You can't have dil jami if you sit in Morocco for 10 minutes, you serve for 20 minutes, you oversleep for 30 minutes, you overeat for 10 minutes, then again you do tilawat the Quran for 10 minutes. You can't have dil jami through that. So actually the ghafla is really a major barrier to us. Now, as a time, I didn't talk about this in any way, but I'm telling you, this is a major thing in our day and age, that we are suffering from ghafla. Alright? Okay. Now, uh, as far as learning the ilm of deen, so for, there will be levels, so the third hidayat was on ilm of deen. So I'm doing a review and also giving you a dasturul amal for each of these things. So now there will be, I will split this into several categories. First category will be tajweed or tahfiz. So there will be some salakin who's actually tajweed, ability to recite Qur'an al-Kareem properly and correctly, itself is still lacking. We may not have a formal arrangement for that yet in Islam Institute, but you have to find. This also should be clear to you, Islam Institute is not the be-all and end-all of all Islamic learning. It is your job as a Salik to go seek out and find those teachers, institutions of learning, books, etc. To the best of our ability and our availability, we can guide you. But for Tajweed and Tafid, 
you need to increase and improve your tajweed and tafis. This is one aspect of ilm, right? Uh, second, uh, would be your general knowledge about Islam. General, I mean, barkhilafi, darsanizami. General knowledge means especially your knowledge of tafsir, ma'ani al-Qur'an, tafsir al-Qur'an, and your knowledge of seerah, and your knowledge of tashrih al-Hadith. So, you don't always have to listen to bayans, you can also listen to seerah, right? You may want to download a good set on seerah, whether that's in English or Urdu. Okay, you might want to listen to Darsi Quran. You need to have some thirst in your heart, right? Here, as Atanayat was mentioning, that knowledge that you need to do Amalan Sharia, those basic Sharia Messiah, that was self-explanatory, that you have to do. For that, the Zubdatul Sheikh, Beshti Zehwar, Ulama, short courses, thick workshops, that is ongoing. We also will help you with that from time to time, right? But you should also have, and the second thing also we plan to do more, there should be more Darsi Quran, Darsi Hadith, Darsi Sira in your life, in your iPod, in your MP3 player car. There should be a regular connection. Because the more you know the deen, the more you'll be attracted to deen. And bayans are one part of that. Bayan is also part of your general knowledge. Right? Some people know a lot of bayans, they don't know enough Quran, Hadith and Sira. Some people, mashallah, know a lot of tarjimah, they don't, haven't heard enough bayans. So you need to balance the inspiration, motivation, along with the information, alright? Uh, third, is that if a person is, has some basic tajweed or tafiz, has some basic general knowledge, and has heard a good number of banouts, they understand the teachings, talimat of tazkiyah, and they're able to now begin the process of ordering their life according to those talimat, and they have a certain ability, flair, academic ability, then they should try to do darsan azami. So that is one thing which I told you that I was going to tell you after you did your Rifat exam. So none of you panicked. So I've decided to go ahead and break the news to you tonight in Ramadan. And that is that for the upcoming academic year, I'm suspending all of Darsan Azami. And those students who are ongoing, continuing Darsan Azami students, they will be doing a one-year refresher course. In that refresher course, their basic Arabic, their basic foundations will be done. And in that one year, we're going to assess them. Their intelligence, their academic skill, their commitment, their time availability, and several other features in Sifat isn't actually good enough for them to go all the way in their Sinazami or not. Right? Uh, and those who can't, uh, new entrants, new admissions will be taken into another course we made, and we actually started that in Karachi a few months ago, called Quranic Studies slash Classical Islamic Learning. And actually from now on, everybody will only get admission into that course. And after the first year of that course, people will be assessed, and they will either continue for three more years to complete four years total of what I call a foundations course. Those three years will have less Arabic in it, less intense, less timings, but they will give that person that general knowledge they need to be a well-grounded salik of tariqat and a well-grounded seeker of the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. And those who demonstrate clearly the aptitude and ability and availability and commitment and sifat and waqar to do their smizami, they will continue for 10 years, not 8 years. Yes, so there will be a total 10-year course or a 4-year course and the first year will be the same. 
So this year we will take admission into that first year new entrance and pre-existing students will do a one year takmil and there will be some customized things we will do for the ongoing, uh, unique continuing registrations. Alright? Uh, so that covers your hidayat about ilm of deen. And uh, there may even be some people who may not even be able to do that four-year course. So they will just continue on some type of their sikhran, their sadis. It doesn't have to be just from me or Sanusatu. From the Mustanad Ulama Deen recordings, MP3s, YouTube videos, however it is, you will have to continue on that. There's a Quran, there's a Hadith, Sira, Bayanat, until you're ready to come into a formal, basic, foundational course, four-year part-time course of learning. Then was a Hidayat on the Sheikh Murid relationship and purpose. Oh, but there was a hidayat on definition of a sheikh, and then the next hidayat was on the sheikh murid relationship and purpose. So right now, the way I've decided this is that by spending Ramadan here, basically we are first focusing on a collective effort on you. Collective effort means darsit tafsir. Collective effort means this majlis to clarify and solidify the understanding of the soulful saluk. And collective effort will mean itikaf, will be a mix of bianat and ibadah, and again, further solidifying your tasawful saluk. Then after Ramadan, we will take some time off, and you will take some time off, and then we will resume, and when we resume, we will be running that one-year course, that customized course for the continuing students, making some tertib of the general knowledge, darsikran, darsidi, short courses, workshops, seminars, however it is, and then we will start meeting you more individually. Right now, Ramadan is not the month really, for me anyway. And for you, for that matter, it's for you to meet me individually, it takes half an hour of your time. Because you have to meet me, one shaykh. For me to decide to meet everybody individually means I have to meet all of them individually. And that takes, because especially in the Dorat Tafsir preparation, it's not going to happen. There are a few cases of some who people are visiting from overseas or outside countries and happen to be here for just a few days or some other urgent emergency situations which can't wait till after Ramadan. But after Ramadan we will have much more time because there will be no Taraweed, there will be no Dorat of Seer, there will be no Dorat of Seer preparation. And you also will have heard the Bayanat of Itikaf and you will have heard these Majalis and you have solidified your understanding, you will have re-establish your niyyah, you should already be practicing these things that you're learning about in this Dars of Azatana's work, and you would have had a chance to work on your ibadah and ta'aluk ma'allah throughout Ramadan generally and in the last 10 days, whether you sit with itikaf with us or not. So then basically everybody will be more skilled and more capable and more solid to actually embark on the relationship. Alright? And inshallah ta'ala then we will sit down and uh, try to address your uh, individual issues uh, starting with the uh, especially, well, we'll try to start with the middle Marids who perhaps were the most left out. Alright? Then, now, last thing is this Dastural Amal part about Zikidaskar. So I'll repeat that, but I had mentioned that to you before, but I will make some additions also. And also there are some things that you're also free to make subtractions and additions. There's some leeway in this, right? Uh, there may be some days when you can't do everything, whether out of business or exam or travel or sickness. But it should never be due to laziness or ghafla. 
That's the key thing. Laziness and ghafla is the biggest enemy. Laziness and ghafla is the biggest enemy to making anything a distur, let alone even doing occasional amal on something. Alright? So your dasturul amal mamulat in no particular order. But one of them would be something that Hazrat Hamilton mentioned that if you owe any kada salah, you should make that hisab as we explained to you and you should start doing it and make some system of doing it. You can even if you want in some things, you can even make this niyyah in Ramadan that okay right now because of taraweeh and so many other things, maybe I'm so full so I'll start this after Ramadan. That's also okay. Not everything necessarily has to be started in Ramadan. right? You might think that, okay, already I'm doing so much ibadat in Ramadan. Once Ramadan ends, I'm going to be left with nothing. So then I'll start doing some this, that, and the other ibadah. However much you can start now, start now. What you want to start later, start later. But you should have some irada. You should have some plan of action. How you plan to make up those prayers. If anybody has missed any prayers in their life. And similarly make up fast. And similarly make up the zakat, the qurbani, fitr. All the things that were talked about. Alright. Second is that, although it wasn't explicitly mentioned here, but I'm sure obviously as a time they would say it, is that you should try to learn and use the Masnoon Du'as. I'm going to separate this Masnoon Du'as, Al-Adiyya Al-Masnuna, as opposed to Al-Adhkar Al-Masnuna. Masnoon Du'as are the Du'as Rabbana Allahumma, Du'as that Nabi Akrim Sallallahu made at particular occasions. Adhkar means in many different hadith, he mentioned different you could say tasbihat kalimat to recite. Alright? For now I want you to focus on the masnoon du'as. Masnoon du'as. Third, because alhamdulillah this I'm sure will already be there for everybody in Ramadan, is daily recitation of Qur'an. And this is a very important dastur. You want to hold on to this and not lose this after the month of Ramadan. Fourth is your daily istighfar, hundred times astaghfirullah, rabbi min kuna zambi wa tubalay. Fifth is your hundred times the receive salawat, Allahumma sadi ala sayyidina Muhammad wa ala ala sayyidina Muhammad wa baraka sallam. Sixth was your muraqabah, which I explained, I'll explain it again. Those who are on lessons one to seven, one to seven, they should focus on the first lesson. And as and when they themselves feel comfortable, they can work on any of the other lessons they wish. And then you will talk to me about how that exercise went when we start meeting you, starting in the middle of Shawwal. Those who are on lesson number 8, I give you lesson number 9. That sorts out one question I got. Alright? Uh, and uh, if you're on lesson, then you're on 9. Uh, so you should do the above. Focus on lesson 1 and progress in those asbaq of zikr of ismi azam Allah as and when you feel comfortable and you should try to do 1100 times a day tahleel al-lisani lesson number 9 those who are even further ahead khair, uh, you can talk to me if you're further ahead if you're on lesson 10 or above but I'd mention that because that was one thing also I got I'd mention if you're on 16 or above then you should do 1, 9 and 16 I didn't maybe clearly mention those who are between 10 and 15 will do that you should focus on 10. Alright? So if you're between 10 and 15, you're doing 1, 9 and 10. If you're 16 or above, you're doing 1, 9, 16. If you're 9, you do not 1 and 9. If you're 8, I give you 9, you do 1 and 9. And if you're anywhere between 1 and 7, you focus on 1 and you can go on if you need. Done? This is your sabak of muraqabah.
Purpose of Marakaba is Halwa. Purpose of Marakaba is Tabatta. So this is a particular thing, right? Uh, and you have to make zikr for that reason. So that should be clear enough to you by now. Don't get caught up in the method, mechanism, feeling, vibration, thought, light, color. You just focus on the feeling of remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa And then the last thing is that you should focus on Wakufa Kalbi. Wakufa Kalbi, again, uh, those of you on Lesson 9 or above, you can say La ilaha illallah while walking around all the time, 24 hours. If not, you want to do Lisani Zikr, you can recite the retreat as Azad I mentioned all the time. And other than that, other, if you can, because it is considered more preferable and more firm in Deen, if you can do Kalbi Zikr. If you can't do the Kalbi Zikr, then do the Lisani one. Alright? But try at times to remember Allah Ta'ala in your heart without making any vocalized recitation. Alright? That can be by imagining that your kal is making zikr of Allah Ta'ala's name, Allah Allah, or just generally thinking about Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala in any way, feeling a feeling for Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala and then focusing on that feeling. Feeling a feeling and then focusing on that feeling, that is also the zikr of Allah Subhanahu Ta'ala. Then, when we meet you after Shawwal, starting the middle of Shawwal, then we can see if anybody needs anything to be added. There's quite a lot of things to work on your Tajweed and Tafis. If you, anyone needs to study up more on certain aspects of Imaniyat, work on your Tajweed and Tafis, to keep attending and listening to Majalis so you keep getting oriented on the right understanding of the Sofan Saluk, to work on your general knowledge, Tafsir, Sira, Sunnah, Hadith, Yanat, right? Maybe starting that one-year course if you're new, the continuing course if you're continuing, uh, leaving sin, making dhuva, etc., etc., all the things that we mentioned, that's also quite a lot, all right? And the last, but certainly not the least, and in some sense maybe even the first, was the teachings of Hukuk al-Ibad, that you have to improve your aspect. You have to improve yourself in every aspect of your identity. So if you're a son, be a better son. If you're a husband, be a better husband. If you're a father, be a better father. Be a better birbai. Hmm? Right? Birbai is international. SubhanAllah. Huh? Uh-huh. Right? Be a better friend. Be a better elder. Be a better junior. Be a better teacher. Be a better student. Try and every to be a better in-law. Whatever the relationships you may find yourself in, try to be better in them. Right? One aspect I will highlight uh, in the month of Ramadan, basically you want to make niya that you want to be rid of all pettiness and you want to increase your forgiveness. This is a khulasa basically in the of wa'afina anannas, right? And if a person is reluctant to forgive and insistent on pettiness, you'll never be able to iron out the wrinkles in the Qubalibad. It will never happen. There's no, that path is, there's no solution to that path. It will end up in a frustration. It never ends up in resolution. It ends up in a frustration. It can even go into escalation. Alright? I have not repeated everything here. There are many other things written here. Praying Salaam, Jama'at, different Nawafal, Awamin. There are a lot of things. I'm not repeating everything. I'm just highlighting some special things. And I'm telling you with full understanding, you won't be able to do everything all the time. But you have to be doing some of these things. Maybe not every day, but there should be some aspect of your life where you're improving your tajweed and tafis. Maybe not every day, but there should be some 
aspect effort ongoing in your life for improving your knowledge, passion, inspiration, motivation, the right, etc., etc., for all of the things that we had mentioned. All right. Uh, so I felt this was more important to tell you right now. Uh, these other things that are coming are quite intense, and and you know some of them aren't even relevant because some of them are certain types of zikr that we ourselves have never practiced in our life and therefore there's no hope that we have to be able to capably instruct you in them and nor would Hazrat Hanvi himself recommend that you do them because they're not zikr that you are being taught. Okay? In Ramadan, in Ramadan, the Turul Amal should focus as much on these things as you can and all the things you are already doing, fasting and tarawih. One big dusturul amal, and I'll only say one, in Ramadan is making dua to Allah SWT. You have to make more dua, whether it's after Witr Salah, whether it's at Suhoor, whether it's at Iftar, whether it's at Tahajjud, whether it's in the daytime, like I mentioned, maybe I said that in dua to say, I don't remember, but we make dua to Allah SWT, even when you're sweating and perspiring during the fast. You have to make more dua to Allah SWT. Because that ta'luk that is formed with Allah Ta'ala through du'a, that ta'luk stays. The ta'luk that you form while fasting will fade away when the fasting fades away. The extra ta'luk you have with Qur'an through tarawih, unless you read it all the Qur'an afterwards, that can also fade away. But the ta'luk that a person gets with du'a stays, and if it ever fades, you can get it back with du'a. So du'a is much easier than fasting from Fajr to Maghrib. Du'a is much easier than praying one and a half hours of tarawih. So if somehow in these 30 days, in the whole 30 days of Ramadan, a person's sifat could become du'a. It's very hard to get istikamat on something that it becomes your sifat, your adat, it becomes your permanent attribute. Try to pick one thing that in Ramadan make du'a your permanent feature somehow in this month. And if that becomes permanently who and what you are, that you always and often turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and if that aspect of making dua stays with us inshallah after this month, then that can carry us on, and that will keep carrying us on. And Ramadan is easy. It is easy to get this. It is easy to get this. So we make dua Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, give us tawfiq, to do amal on all of these different things. And there's so many other things and we wish that we can make amal on all the ibadat and have all the akhlaq and fulfill all the hukuk of Allah Ta'ala, fulfill all the hukuk of Allah get every type of quorum, every type of resolve of Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala. But you have to begin somewhere and begin with something. Alright? And if you make a good beginning and have a solid foundation, then Allah Ta'ala, you see all these things, how can I explain to you? This is ایک اصلیت ہے جو اگر اللہ تعالیٰ چاہے اللہ تعالیٰ کسی مؤمن کو کسی ایک عبادت پر بھی دے سکتے ہیں اتنا سارا ہر وقت لمبا چوڑا نصاب ہم اپناتے ہیں سیکھتے ہیں سکھاتے ہیں مگر اگر اللہ تعالیٰ دینے پر آ جائے اور اگر کوئی انسان اپنے دل کے اندر اللہ کی محبت اللہ کی یاد اور گناہ سے بچنا تقوی ایسا پیدا کر لے تو اللہ تعالیٰ ان سب چیزوں کے بغیر بھی دے سکتے ہیں کیا اپنا قرب اپنا وصل اپنا اپنی رضا اپنی محبوبیت یہ سب چیزیں مل سکتی ان سب سے آسان ایک وہ یہ دعا جو اس امت کو جو دعا کے ذریعے سے جو ملا ہے 
آئی ڈونٹ تھنک وہ کسی اور محنت کے ذریعے سے یا کسب کے ذریعے سے ملا ٹھیک ہے نا آپ اللہ تعالیٰ سے مانگیں اور واقعی جب انسان کمزور ہے اسے اتنا عمل ہوتا بھی نہیں ہے اور آئندہ اتنا ہونے کا اتنا یقین کیا شاید امکان بھی نہیں سوچتا ہے تو پھر وہ اس کو تو اور زیادہ دعا پر لگنا چاہیے اس کو تو دعا کو اور پکڑنا چاہیے کہ اب کا کریم یہ تو ایسے یہ یہ تو بڑے لوگ تھے یہ تو کوئی تھانا باون جہاں پہنچے اور حضرت تھانوی کا ڈنڈا اور ان کا ڈنڈا بھی تھا ڈنڈا اور رگڑا چلے تو شاید اس یہ سال مجھ سے بھی ہو جاتا اور وہ ایک سادہ زمانہ تھا نہ ٹی وی تھا نہ نیٹ تھا نہ فون تھا نہ کیا تھا آپ جس زمانے جس ماحول میں رہ رہے ہیں ہم ضرور کوشش ہے آپ کوشش کرنا ہمارا بھی کوشش ہے مگر آپ ساتھ ساتھ مانگتے بھی جائیں اللہ تعالیٰ سے جو مانگنے سے ملتا ہے اور جو کرنے سے ملتا ہے اس کی الگ ایک فرق ہے اس کی الگ الگ ایک نوعیت ہے آپ مانگنے والے بن جائیں اور ان چیزوں پڑھنے کا یہ بھی بڑا فائدہ ہوتا ہے کہ ٹھیک ہے ہم پڑھتے بھی ہیں پڑھاتے بھی ہیں عمل کی نیت سے لیکن یہ بھی پڑھتے پڑھاتے ہیں کہ عربی کریم آپ دے دیجیے پڑھتے نہیں ہے کرتے نہیں مانگتے اللہ تعالیٰ سے شیخ سے بھی شیخ میں ایک دعا رزلٹ رزلٹ آ رہا ہے امتحان بھی ہو گیا یہ کوئی مرنا ہے دعا کرنے کا کل رزلٹ آ رہا ہے دعا کر لیجیے حالانکہ بولے کل رزلٹ آ رہا ہے لیکن یہ تو کرامت ہے آپ نے تو امتحان دے دیا وہ چیک بھی ہو گیا وہ اپلوڈ بھی ہو گیا کل چھاپے گا یہ تو کوئی کرامت ہوگی کہ ہم اس نمبر کو چینج کر سکیں گے سسٹم میں یہی ہے کہ ہم سے ہوتا نہیں ہے رائٹ ہم سے ہوتا نہیں تو اگر آپ نے پوری ناٹ آل آف یو نو ماشاء اللہ اور آپ میں سے اکثر نے اگر پوری اپنے طالب علمی زمانہ ایسے ہی گزارا ہے دعاؤں پر سہارا تو اس رائے سلوک میں بھی ہاں اپنے دعاؤں پر سہارا لیں ہاں دعا پر سہارا دینا پڑتا ہے یہ ایک سادگی ہوتی ہے اللہ تعالیٰ کو اس طرح بات کرنا اپنا آپ کو پیش کرنا کہ اللہ تعالیٰ میں قابل نہیں ہوں میں ان چیزوں کو قابل نہیں ہوں سالے کی طریقت شیر کی طریقت دور کی بات ہے سالے کی طریقت بننا ویٹ یو ہیئر دا نیکسٹ تھری سیکشنس یہ بہت بڑا کھلاڑی تھے لوگ ہوتے ہیں میرے اندر یہ قابلیت نہیں ہے مگر میں کیا کروں میں پھر بھی آپ کے فقیر ہوں میں آپ کے چاہنے والا ہوں میں چاہتا ہوں کہ یہ یہ جو بات ہے نا کور بر رضا اور آپ کی محبت اور محبوب ہوئی اور آپ کے ساتھ دلی لگا اور تعلق یہ مجھے چاہیے رعایت کر لیجیے آپ یہ یہ دعا کئی ہزار دفعہ مانگنا پڑے گا یہ کہ ایک دفعہ مگر اگر آپ اپنے آپ کو دعا مانگنے والے بنا لیں تو دعا یہی نکلتی ہے نا اصل دعا یہی ہے کہ اللہ تعالیٰ میں آپ صاحب ہی چاہتا ہوں میں آپ صاحب ہی مانگتا ہوں اصل دعا یہی ہے اصل دعا یہ ہے تو اپنے آپ کو جو کہتے ہیں سراپا دعا مانگنا بنانا یہ ایک راز ہے یہ رمضان میں ہو جاتا ہے یہ رمضان میں ہو سکتا ہے رمضان میں ہو جاتا ہے اگر آپ بھرپور طریقے میں اپنے آپ کو رمضان میں ایسے بنا دیں یہ رمضان کے بعد بھی چلتے رہے گی اللہ تعالیٰ ہمیں قبول فرمائے ان مشائع کی واقعی برکت اور نسبت سے ان کے حسن زن کی حسن زن کیا کہ وہ سوچتے تھے کہ ایسے کتاب لکھنے سے امت کو فائدہ ملے گا ہم ان چیزوں پر عمل کریں گے یہ تو مشائع کے حسن زن ہے ہاں 
कि हम इतने खिलाड़ी थे कि हमें बस हम रेडी खिलाड़ी हम तो बस मैन्यूल चाहिए हम करेंगे उनको क्या पता था कि इतने जबरदस्त मैन्यूल लिखेंगे हम पर इतना खास असर नहीं भी होगा उनको क्या पता उनके हुसन जान को कबूल करें उनकी मेहनत को कबूल करें उनकी अपनी जो बरकत थी उनके लोगों पर मेहनत थी उनकी फिक्र थी कि लोगों को अल्लाह तला का कुर्ब मिले वसूल मिले एक पूरी जिंदगी ये रजात ने अपनी पूरी पूरी जिंदगी इस चीज पर लगा कि उम्मत को किसी तरह अल्लाह तला की रजा मिल जाए उम्मत को किसी तरह तकवा हासिल हो जाए उम्मत हर उम्मती साहिब शरीय बन जाए हर उम्मती साहिब सुनत बन जाए तो इनके जो दर्द था इनका जो गम था ये इनको अकाबर कहते हैं बहुत से ऐसे गुजरे हो सकते हैं उनकी फिक्र और अगर ये अकाबर की मोहब्बत का भी फायदा होता है कि अगर हमारे दिल में उनकी मेहनतों और कुर्बानी की कदर हो और कदरदानी जब होगी जब जरा वाकफियत होगी हम उनकी बातें पढ़ेंगे सुनेंगे उनके जिंदगी हालात से वाकिफ होंगे तो ये भी एक अमल हो सकता है हमारे दिल में उनकी जो कदरदानी हमारे दिल में उनकी जो मोहब्बत हो सकते है इस दिली कदरदानी और मोहब्बत की बरकत से भी अल्लाह तला हम भी बता दें थोड़ी देर मौका में खाने जाकर मन करने सर को झुकाने जो कुछ दिन में है दुनिया में सर करके अल्लाह तला की याद में जुम जाए इन्हें करें कि मेरा रूह का दिल मेरा कल्ब मेरा रब का नाम का जिक्र कर रहा है मेरा रब को पुकार रहा है मेरा दिल अपनी दुआ मांग रहा है सदा लगा रहा है कि मेरा कब कह रहा है अल्लाह 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 आपने अपने पास मामला रखा है आप हमारा इरादा कर लीजिए हमारे तरफ तवज्जो कर लीजिए हमारे दिल पर अपनी रहमत नाजा कर लीजिए हमें मुख्तून में से बना दीजिए अपना मकरबून में से बना दीजिए यारब करीम हमें मुफ्तून में से बना दीजिए यारब करीम हमें हर किस्म के गफत से महफूज फरमा वक्त नदानी नसीब फरमा वक्त की कीमत नसीब फरमा सारा वक्त हमारा फुर्सत वाला वक्त दीन के लिए कबूल फरमा फुर्सत में गफत से बचा फुर्सत में गुनाह से बचा 
فرصت میں ناجائز شہرت سے بچا فرصت میں یعنی بے قریب ہر ناجائز خلاف شرکاموں سے بچا دین سیکھنا نصیب فرما دین پڑھنا نصیب فرما دین کو طرف بلانوں کے لیے قبول فرما اپنی یاد نصیب فرما یعنی بے قریب بڑے حضرات نے بڑے کلام لکھا ہے دل جمع کی بات کرتے ہیں فنائیت کی بات پڑھتے ہیں تبتل کی بات کرتے ہیں آپ مہربانی کر دیجئے اس میں ہمارے دل میں اپنی محبت دے دیجئے دل میں محبوبیت دے دیجئے دل سے تمام ناجائز محبت جذبات کو باغ صاف فرما ہمارے دلوں میں توحید عطا فرما ہمارے دلوں میں انابت عطا فرما ہمارے دلوں میں رغبت عطا فرما ان بکریم آج تک امت میں جس نے کسی بھی محنت سے آپ کو پایا ان بکریم ہمیں بھی پانے کے لیے قبول فرما اور یہ بکریم آج تک پوری تاریخ امت میں جس نے آپ کو مانگ کر منوایا جس سے جس نے دعا سے آپ کو منوایا جس نے دعا مانگ مانگ کر آپ کو خوش کیا وہ تمام دعا ہمارے حق میں بھی قبول فرما وہ تمام عادتیں ہمیں بھی عطا فرما وہ اچھی سوچ ہمیں عطا فرما اچھا گمان ہمیں عطا فرما اچھے ارادہ کرنے کے لیے قبول فرما اچھے فیصلے کرنے کے قبول فرما بکریم ہم سے اچھے امال بھی نصیب فرما امال صالح نصیب فرما بکریم غفل کے امال کم کر دیجئے نیکیوں کے امال ہمارے زیادہ کر لیجئے بکریم اس رمضان و مبارک کو قبول فرما سارے روزے کو قبول فرما تراوی پڑھنا پڑھانا قبول فرما درس میں آنا بیٹھنا قبول فرما قرآن کریم سمجھنا قبول فرما بکریم ہمارے آنے والے اتفاق بیٹھنے کو بھی قبول فرما اپنے رحمت کرم فضل سے بکریم آسانیاں پیدا فرما آپ نے دین میں ہمارے ہدایت کے کتنے اسباب رکھے ہیں ان سب اسباب کے باوجود یارب ہمیں محروم نہ فرما ہمیں مردود نہ بنا آپ مہربانی کر لیجئے آپ کا حق ہے آپ ہمیں ازمائیں یارب بکری مگر آپ مہربانی کر لیجئے ہم آپ کے کمزور بننے ہیں آپ یارب بکریم ہم ہر ازمائش سے گزار دیجئے ہر امتحان سے گزار دیجئے ہر مبتلا سے گزار دیجئے ہمیں فلاح تک پہنچا دیجئے ہمیں اپنی رضا تک پہنچا دیجئے ہمیں ان فائزین مفلحین متقین صادقین مؤمنین میں سے بنا دنیا میں بھی یہ فلاح نصیب فرما قیامت کے دن بھی ہمیں یہ فلاح عطا فرما پیارب کریم آخرت میں جنت الفردوس عطا فرما تمام نبیین صدیقین شہداء صالحین کی رفاقت ہمیں نصیب فرما ربنا تکمل منا انکا انت السلیم العلیم وَتُمْ وَلَيْنَا إِنَّكَ أَنْتَ التَّوَابُ الرَّحِيمُ وَصَلَّى اللَّهُ تَعَالَى عَلَى حَبِيبِهِ سَيْدْنَا مُحَمَّدْ وَعَلَى آلِهِ وَصَحْبِهِ أَجْمَعِينَ وَرَحْمَتَكَ يَا رَحْمَ اللَّهِ